Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. If we live long enough in our life, in the course of our life, we might remember family members, associates, friends, neighbors, co-workers, maybe even from our own mouths, come words that are not very complimentary towards a specific nationality or ethnic group. Maybe we're struggling economically, and we see that there's a change. Maybe a change in the neighborhood, or the culture, or a parish, or an area. Maybe we've been wounded by someone from a particular background of race, or ethnic, or nation. And sometimes we can get to the point where we generalize that dislike can even be fostered and growing. And I think if we're honest, I think we all have those weak spots. Some are stronger than others, but yet it's something that doesn't bring out the better angels of us as Christians. Jesus today, along with today's first reading from the Old Testament, speaks about how God addresses Christians when they humanly place boundaries on other people. And what does God do about boundaries? And what's his role? In today's first reading, we see a pagan Syrian general named Naaman. Naaman happens to have a skin, incurable skin condition. And he happens through an Israelite slave girl to find out about an Israelite prophet named Elisha. Now, the Syrians and the Israelites are not very peaceful all the time. And yet he wants to be cured. In fact, even some of the soldiers and some in command with Naaman encourage him, go and see this prophet. What do you got to lose? And so Elisha does welcome this general into his house. And he tells them that he must go into the pool and wash seven times. Naaman is very annoyed. Don't you have a pill that I can take? It's much easier, And eventually he does what Elisha asks, and he is cured. Scriptures say that he begins to see that there really is one God, the creator of all, the one who rules all the universe. And he asks for something of the dirt of that land and to take with him home. The reason for that is because in the ancient world, There were many gods, and different lands and different territories had their own gods. But the belief was that gods only had power in their section, in their land, in their area. That's all the gods' power existed. Naaman converts from paganism to believe now in this one God. And it's the foreshadowing then of taking dirt and saying, our God breaks boundaries. That God goes beyond that. And he takes a pagan, a Syrian, and does something good. And it's the beginning of seeing God more than just a God of certain people or a God who plays favorites. It is the understanding that God's mission is for everyone. And everyone's included in that. And we see that right in the beginnings of the Old Testament writing. In today's gospel, Luke's gives us a background of intense hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans. They really hated one another. 
In the ancient times, the Assyrians were at the borders of Israel, and they were there to take away many of the Jews from their land, especially Jerusalem, and take them to Babylon, and it's known as the Babylon Exile. The Samaritans were left there, most of them. And so they continued on, and they even married the foreigners, those who were taking over them. Well, the Jews did the same thing in captive in Babylon. They too eventually married into many of the foreigners. When God finally guides them back to Israel, back to Jerusalem, they are there But there is this hatred of seeing the Samaritans as impure. You married foreigners. You are impure. You are awful. Being blind to the fact that they did the same thing in Babylon. And so when the Samaritans saw them and said, we will help you build the temple in Jerusalem again, they said, literally, go away, dogs. They called them dogs. So the hate is very strong between Samaritans and Jews. In fact, even Jesus experiences the rejection of his own ministry. It's interesting that Luke today says in Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, he goes by the border of Samaria and Galilee. And there he runs into ten lepers. All ten are made whole by showing themselves to the priests because that skin condition was seen as ritually impure. In fact, people would say leprosy was the cause of bad sin, and it's a punishment. And they were ostracized from the community. Some of it was because they didn't understand that it might be contagious, they thought. Also, it made someone ritually impure. And so they lived a life away from community, isolated and lonely and taken away. Jesus sends them to show themselves to the priest, and they are healed when they, on their way. Only one returned back, the foreigner, the Samaritan. Now, before we say the Jews were bad, all nine, and why didn't they come back and say thank you? Most scholars would say that they most likely went to Jerusalem in the temple like they were supposed to. The problem with the Samaritan was that They believed not in Jerusalem being the place of the temple of God, but another mountain a distance away from Jerusalem. So as the Samaritans, he's not allowed to go see the priest in the temples. He's not allowed to participate. In fact, there are signs that say no foreigners are coming in, especially the Samaritans. And it's too far to go to the mountain to see the Samaritan priest. So he decides to return back to the Lord. And he sees God in Jesus. Jesus is replacing the building of the temple. And he gives praise to Jesus and saying, God is in you. You are now the fulfillment of the present. And so another boundary is broken. The hated Samaritans are also included in God's plan. That God doesn't allow human ignorance, human fear and human prejudices to stop him from doing his mission. And so what is our response today as Christians, especially part of the Catholic family here? What are a couple of things that we can learn from God not being bound by boundary? I think the first thing is, is that we as Catholics need to be aware of our language. 
our language can cause barriers unintentionally. But sometimes Catholics are taught one way and they think nothing of it. That it just flows out of their mouth because that's what they were taught. And you know what I mean when I use such language. We would tell someone. And so when we do the language then that says, are you in good standings to anyone that's Catholic? Do you see a boundary right away? How does that make you feel? Especially if you're told or you come to believe that you're not in good standings. Is that a barrier? Yes or no? That's a boundary. That's a boundary to say, we will determine whether you're in or out. Whether you're good or not good. And we just use that language like when a priest says it, when someone in leadership, or when a fellow Catholic or Aunt Grandma tells us, I guess I must not be in good standings. I must be in the state of not of grace. And do you see the boundary that our language can cause? So when Catholics go to different parishes and the priest or someone has to remind them at a funeral or a wedding, a most grieving time and a sad time or a joyful time of a wedding, the priest has to remind people, now remember, if you're not in good standings and living the Catholic life and following the rules, you must not come up to communion. Is that welcoming or a boundary, my friends? Is that what Jesus does? Again, the church leadership places itself as saying, I will determine because Jesus has given me the authority through ordination, through power, through authority to determine who's in and who's out. Really? I wish I had that power, but I don't. I do have the power of mercy. And so, all I can tell you is that I work in church, especially on Sundays. The rest of the week I coach football, I guess. You know. So I play a priest on Sundays. I know that. But here's what I know. Anyone who knows about the workings of a Christian community, a Catholic church especially, that most people return to the practice of the faith when they attend weddings and funerals. And I can't tell you how many times that I've just encouraged the family, especially family members who've lost a loved one, who've been away from the sacrament for years. But it's okay on that one time at their mother or father's funeral to go to communion. Because you know why? In my 34 years, some of them have returned back and probably are better Catholics than most Catholics themselves. I know in this place right now, I won't point you out, so don't be scared. But I know some of your stories. You were that person. And just the reason that you received an invitation, that God and Jesus laid down that boundary and invited you to come in, that's when transformation comes about. Notice the language. Are you in good standings or not? That separates and divides. But treating people as adults and inviting Jesus to do the work. I've been a priest for 34 years, and I can proudly tell you I have not converted anyone to follow Jesus. I have not in 34 years healed anyone. I have not been there for people 
and did all the work myself to change their mind and make them believe in the Catholic Church more. I've done none of that for 34 years. I can tell you God has used me to do those things. I'm simply an instrument. I'm not a temple. I'm more like a basilica, Scripture says. huh? <laughs> but God just uses me. But before you think I'm up here patting myself on the back, thinking what a great man and great parish, I want you to know as I'm speaking to you now, some other parish in the world, maybe in the valley, is welcoming back someone that I drove away through misunderstanding, through dislike, through brokenness, through maybe even my own sin. The church needs to remember that God is the one who changes, not the church itself. The church is simply an instrument to bring and break down those boundaries that humanity, even church humans, do unfortunately too well. Again, I keep reminding you, why do we use the terms a boundary of non-Catholics. Like you have a choice between smoking and non-smoking. Some of you think that there is a non-Catholic section in heaven. Because there's a special place of Catholics. Is that the God of boundary? And yet it flows off like nothing, but I've always had people, well, what's the problem, Father, with that? We were taught that way. There's no big deal. You know what? When you're talking to someone who's not Catholic, that's a boundary. That is not what Scriptures is saying today. And Scriptures is not supporting the language when we just say non-Catholic and most especially ex-Catholic. Those are very poor words that we just use that flow off. And many of you will probably still continue, unfortunately. But hopefully tonight, the Word of God will transform you to watch them words. Watch them words. What boundaries do we set up? about our country? I think we really struggle in dealing with people coming from different nations, different races, different backgrounds. It's so interesting that when our government asked us to do something that was important for legal people coming here, called them asylum seekers. Others are migrants. Legally being allowed to be in this country, following the law of the land. And we were just simply asked, can you do something humanitarian? Oh, great. That's what Scripture says. Welcome the stranger. Love the foreigner. Love your neighbor. Give them dignity. Love one another. And yet some parishioners were upset and angry just to do the humanitarian thing. Again, are those boundaries that God would say? Does God really affirm and give you and I a place in heaven because we stood up and protected the law of the United States to keep people, boundaries away? I think not. So when we have leadership in this country that uses words that divide and wound people and rob people with dignity, I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on, you know it's wrong. And it doesn't help when words are used to stir people up, fear and pointing and saying us versus them. That is wrong. It is anti-Christ. It is anti-Scripture. It is not the God who breaks over boundaries. And Christians, beware who you listen to and beware of your words. God is a God who is not contained 
by human boundary. And so, I ask you, can your language change? Can the church's leadership change? Can you affirm priests and other leaders of the church who use good language? Can you pray for those who still say, are you in good standing? Are you a non-Catholic? You must be an ex-Catholic. All words that divide, all words that separate and puts the church saying, we are the authority. No, we're not. We just serve the Lord. And the church breaks boundaries too by loving God and neighbor. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 